This is Cubs Radio. Cubs Radio. A show about nothing. Two morons are talking. They both are really funny. They just go with the flow. It's the Hershey and Keith Show. Right, it's Tuesday night, 9 o'clock. You know what that means. It's the Hershey and the Keeg Show uh, here at Govs Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening right now, uh, please like and share and tell your friends and spread the word. We're happy to be here. I'm Mike Keegan with uh, Mark Hirschman. Hello. And we got Sally. Sally's over here. Hello, everyone. Silly Sally's getting ready for a big show today. Big show tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight, I think. We right? are going to have a lot of fun. This is uh, this has been a lot of hard work, and we have uh, we have re- former Met and current SNY analyst Anthony Recker on the show in about 10 minutes. How exciting is that? Because as soon as they announce that there's going to be baseball season, I'm like, we got to start doing baseball shit now. I'm and excited. then just like that, we have, you know, people ask, like, hey, we want to see someone from baseball on your podcast now that there's no lockout and here it is exactly we deliver if, if nothing else we 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 deliver we uh we definitely have to give a little credit as you know um we've talked about him a couple of times already that we have uh a, a, an aspiring whack packer but we're not going to use that name whack packer we're going to um we refer to him as stupid schmuck stupid schmucks kleinman Hershey right? highwayman yeah but uh, rich kleinman is is our head stupid schmuck and we will give him credit what credit is due he's been hustling working hard he was able to track down Anthony Recker and then I got in contact with him so um, I will say that we'll go with stupid schmuck but I will tell you that his behavior this week um, do you remember in the Howard Stern movie the beginning of the movie there was uh, him talking about his producer on NBC what he called him yeah what, yeah. did he, what did he call him? Was it pig vomit? Pig vomit. Yeah. yeah. And pig vomit was a vile human being. <laughs> it was a vile human being. Yeah. And it all uh, morphed into pig virus, right? Right. So, uh, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, I'll get an email from Kleiman. Did you do this yet? Did you <laughs> oh call this person? Do you have a, you have a boss now? Like, on yeah. this well, like, he, this is, he, is, he, he used to be my boss. He's basically our he's boss. A, he's now. a close friend of mine. He used to be my boss yeah. back in, uh, in, in years ago. And uh, I feel like uh, he's taking the role of a pig vomit, but... Uh, <laughs> He's off in Florida t- um, this week. He's visiting his parents. He was actually at uh, Boston Red Sox spring training, literally shaking down Red Sox players <laughs> to give <laughs> shout-outs to the Hershey and the Key show today. Oh, my You're God. You're going to feel bad for making fun of him because he just was very encouraging and said <laughs> this is the best podcast. Yeah. It really is. No, yeah. we love Rich. Rich Obviously, is awesome. Rich is a close Tony friend Walker of mine. And Tony Walker said that he's only watching this to see Anthony Rucker. <laughs> right. See, well, you know, everybody Tony Walker, too. who's a good friend of ours, hasn't listened to an episode yet, but we right. we get Anthony Rucker now, and uh, and now he'll finally listen. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Rich Kleiman's bothering every Boston Red listen, Sox player right now. He, I think we're, Chris Sale has a restraining order against us, I think. He's just shaking people down. He's excited. He's done some good work here. I told him to take a week off, go to Florida, relax with your family. Okay. He hasn't seen his family for two minutes. It's just amazing. The guy's got bags <laughs> under his eyes. He's hanging outside of a Marriott right now trying to get guests for our podcast. So special thanks to our own pig vomit, stupid schmuck, Rich WNBC. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how was everybody's week? Did anyone have anything uh, interesting happen since last week, since last Tuesday? Not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really have much going on. I uh, I had a show. I had a show. I did a... Uh, 
at the Smithtown Performing Arts Center. Okay. We had a, okay, that's newsworthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Irish Comedy Night for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. The last time I did that show was exactly two years ago, two days before everything got shut down for the pandemic. Okay. So I did that show exactly two years ago, definitely sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, there were 300 people in the audience, and I did a meet and greet afterwards. Wow. So I definitely killed some people from that, from that last so show. So you're patient ago. triple zero, basically. I, I really was. I was sick with COVID. I had no idea. It was so right. new. I was like making fun of like the staff members because they were wearing masks and they had sanitizer right. in the bathroom. Like, come on, give it up. This thing is a, 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 some kind of... No such thing as COVID. Room. Exactly. And then two days later, I needed to probably be on a respirator. But uh, wow! But um, now that was this was that the first out of seven times you had COVID or eight? <laughs> I don't remember. Because you never have not had COVID since I, I know you the past two years. I've, I've <laughs> you always have COVID. When I had COVID, you were sitting next to me, and like it was just before I got COVID. So who knows who gave it to me? That's I mean, right. Also, I was in this studio. Yeah, you're sitting right next to me, and you're like, I think I have pneumonia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I then like ne- the next week, but I. I actually, th- I think I got it from the spin doctors because everyone uh, was sick at this one concert. And oh, then, really? like, yeah. Well, that's a, good, that's right a better way that. to get it than from Mike Keegan. Mike what time was it? pneumonia problem. 4.30, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> doctors. But, uh, Nobody yeah, because I got, I, I was in here, this, it was like the night after that mm-hmm. Irish show two years ago. Yeah. And I got Tim Saliani sick with COVID and he ended up in the hospital. Oh, good. Died. So you died. You share with your friends. So this year I, I returned him. to the Smithtown Performing Arts Center mm-hmm. and I... Looked at maybe the 20 empty seats in there, and I probably said, no, that, those 20 seats are probably because of me. So in order of the worst things that's ever happened to Irish people, there is Mike Keegan <laughs> at, the, at the Irish show in Babylon yeah. and the Irish potato famines, number yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. That, that fell yeah. to number two. Okay. Uh, so you don't think you got anyone sick with anything uh, I, I, lupus this weekend? I don't, th- I don't think I currently have COVID. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. No, you uh, look good. Something. Your skin Thank coloring you. looks good. Yeah. I hope you don't have anything, but if you do, I hope that it's something that is not contagious. <laughs> we, but, you know, we are close. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I'm not going to tell, uh, we're not going to talk for too long because we're going to punch up M- Mr. Record in a few minutes, but, um, I definitely want to let you guys know that I was, um, I was mauled by a dog, um, the other day. Oh my God. Are you okay? Yeah. I was mauled by a dog. Um, oh and I know you're what sensitive to dog? this. Uh, you're sensitive to this because you're a dog watcher, I believe. Is that mm-hmm. right, Silly? That's true. Yeah. So I was mauled by a dog. Um, it happened to be one of my own dogs. Oh, my goodness. But it was still a mauling. If it was Baby. It was Baby. Oh, my God. It was Baby. So for those of you who baby don't know, a uh, Baby is around seven pounds. She's a ship palm is what we call her. It's um, also what we used to call you before. Right. Th- th- yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little ship palm. Baby is part Shih Tzu, part Pomeranian. I rescued her when she was a pound uh a pound big or small she was very sick and we literally babied her back to health that's why we called her baby um so baby is a little bit of a off-kilter type of creature yeah um but she's very loyal to my wife and to myself so she'll once in a while snip at one of the kids or but she does not mess around with stacy or i so The other day, the kids were like, baby's not putting her front paw down. You better come look. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. She probably just jumped off the couch or whatever. So I walk over to, uh, to baby, and I'm, I go to, to pick her up, and uh, she slides a little bit out of the way. So I move a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, she fucking 
sinks her teeth into my my big toe oh my goodness yeah so i go literally running through the kitchen i'm screaming You're oh my screaming. god oh my god oh my god and then oh, stacy yeah. flies down the stairs oh my god what's wrong with baby what's wrong with baby i'm like nothing but i'm hemorrhaging <laughs> I'm like but like, you know what's wrong with baby my toe my toe so oh so here's oh, the dog situation baby. i thought you meant me baby i i walk around my house um with no shoes or socks because the only people that wear socks indoors are people in mental institutions <laughs> right yeah so as i go from the 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 side of the house through the kitchen i'm literally tracking a trail of blood like i'm i'm bleeding i'm hemorrhaging i'm, I'm gonna people could, have to take their shoes off before they go into your house or you i mean people? they don't have to but if they don't they'll get the stink eye the whole time okay. that they're there so you know you just one of those people I, I, no i won't make you take your shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah, off yeah, but, but i think you should know me well enough that you should you have should, your you shoes know, off yeah but listen you can make light as much as you want that i was hemorrhaging but Listen, I know you probably couldn't figure it out by looking at me, but my my big toes are meaty. They're yeah. meaty. Yeah. Like you picture a big drumstick on Thanksgiving, <laughs> the end of it. That's my my Old big toes. Drumstick toes, Hirschman. They yeah. Call you. So <laughs> she must have got one of her bicuspids Ooh. dug into my toe, and it definitely. I thought it might have hit a vein. I might was going to bleed out. Could very well be um, an artery that runs through your big toe. It, artery, exactly. So luckily, I was able to stem off the flow. And um, we did eventually. I brought baby to the vet. Tourniquet involved. I, I wrapped it and I cleaned it. And I had some um, some some different. Uh, I don't know if you know what a septic stick is. My father used to keep these septic sticks. They're uh. white. And literally, you can get shot, and you can put a septic stick, <laughs> and that shit will close it right yeah, up. Yeah. Um, so I did that, brought baby to the vet the next day, and it turns out that it was just a ligament issue, and okay. she's okay. All but right. it was a scare. <laughs> you know you know what's been embarrassing for the vet, though, when you put your meaty drumstick toe yeah. on there? Can you check this out? Yeah. Um, it was, I'm just saying, I'll show you after. I don't want to do it, you know, but I'll show you after. Graphic it was, images? No, I mean, it, it was there. It was definitely uh, a, a good centimeter dig that she got me, it got out of me. So, mm. um, but I, I'm here, I made it, and. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, yeah, Thank absolutely. God. It was um, uh, touch and go for a while. It was Mark's touch like, and go. I don't go. know if I can make it. I'm like, Anthony Rick, I need you. Um, before we, speaking of Anthony Record, before we punch him up, Sally, do you want to um, punch up that that um, that testimonial that we we got this week? Um, Certainly. I'm going to just le give you a little lead in, and this is not a gag. This was actually something that I got unsolicited from a very very close friend of mine, um, who you know also know well. Mm. He is one of my favorite people in the world. To me, he's one of the best comics that I've ever known. His name is Danny Cohen. I'm sure many of the people that are watching who are comedy fans know of him. Um, he is he's brilliantly funny. Uh, he's a he's an Instagram personality, Facebook, um, Gotham Live, uh, comedy seller, regular. Yeah, he's a regular at the seller. Yeah. So he he's a he's a, a wonderful human. He's a great friend, and uh, I got this on my cell phone the other day, and I sent it to Sally because I wanted her to play it. Please go away and hit it, Sally. Go away. Don't go away. Go away with it, you know. Take it away, you meant. It's very quiet. Yeah. He doesn't talk loudly at all. <laughs> he whispers, as a he matter does, of fact. Yeah, yeah. If we have to, we could always come back to it. Yeah, I'm not getting the audio on it. So, um, trust me. <laughs> so you, your, toe, your toe is fine, though? My, no, I, my other toe now is hurting oh from boy. this whole transaction. <laughs> um, we're going to get it. We're going to pull it up. We'll get it. We, listen, just because we talked about it doesn't mean we have to play it right now. Yeah, silly, you silly. know what? It's a cliffhanger. We'll, uh, yeah, so, we'll play it for um, you later I on. I think this is probably the best time to go ahead and say... 
let's punch up Mr. Wrecker. If uh, All right. so you think ladies that's... and gentlemen, we're very happy to have uh, <clears throat> a, a very uh, a, a guest that we're very excited to have from uh, former New York uh, Met catcher and current SNY analyst Anthony Wrecker. There he is. Hello, Mr. Wrecker. Hey guys, how you doing? How are you? He has to turn. I'm his doing well. On. Doing well. Excellent. We can hear him over there, Sally. Can you hear him? I can hear him. We yeah. can hear him. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. We can Perfect. hear him. Anthony, we want to show you. Now we're going to preface by letting you know that uh, both Mike and I. Uh, I'm Hershey, by the way. This is Keegs, Mark Hirschman, and Mike Keegan. He knows. He knows. And Silly Sally, our producer. We are both Yankee fans. We're not going to deny that, but we will tell you that <laughs> we had a friend that dropped these by for us. We wanted to show you. Okay. These are actually game-worn Anthony Wrecker jerseys. <laughs> and, uh, so, game -worn, that's awesome, guys. That's uh, yeah, awesome. We are Yankee fans, but we're also Anthony Wrecker fans. We so. are Anthony Wrecker fans. Would you guys fans. pay all of, like, $5 for those jerseys or whoever, whoever <laughs> no, they are? They got them for, like, 5 bucks. The, the gentleman <laughs> who has a podcast on the show right before us, he had texted me last night. He goes, I have a couple of record jerseys. Do you guys want to wear them? And we said, listen, we might um, get... I don't know if it'll fit me. I don't know. We might get beaten up by our Yankee fan uh, brothers and friends if we do. So we just said we're going to go ahead and show Anthony Wrecker that we have the jerseys. They are game-worn, though. He definitely... This is a guy who, when the when the Mets were not playing due to, you know, there was no fans, he actually had a cardboard cutout at City Field. You remember that okay. whole thing? Okay. Yes, yeah. I do. I do remember that. It wasn't it wasn't that long ago, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. So this is a he's a his name is Joey Petroni. He's a he's a great uh, great guy, and he wanted uh, to uh, to us to say hello to you. So thank you again, Joey Petroni, for the jersey. Yeah. And uh, Anthony, we're very excited to have you. I think the first thing we wanted to hear from you is um, personally the fact that the lockout um, ended last week, and now you're back into your profession and, and your passion. Um, give us a little. Feedback feedback about your reaction about baseball being back right now yeah i mean look it's just exciting because obviously uh the, the in my opinion the country needs baseball right i mean this is the national pastime and it's not just that uh it, it fills up so much uh time for so many people throughout the course of uh, you know the spring the summer and it really is i mean you know from everything i remember growing up and being a fan into being, uh, you know, an athlete who actually partakes professionally. It takes mm -hmm. up so much of your time. You, you care so much about it. You're so passionate about it. Uh, just having it back. It, it just means so much to all those people, all the fans, uh, you know, those who actually get to play those who, uh, you know, make their livelihood by it, uh, you know, including myself and still, uh, you know, as a member of the media and, and everybody else around the game, it's just so important uh, to me, to have sport in general, I grew up in a small town where sport was so important. And, uh, you know, having baseball for a majority of the year, uh, to me, was just part of my life. And, yeah. and without it, you know, I would have been th things would have been incomplete. So very good to have it back and, and very excited to get to see these guys back out on the field playing again. You, you mentioned the small town. So we're, we're going to touch on Katasakwa in a little bit. Okay, but we're not we're not gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it a couple of minutes. But we have a couple of questions okay. about Cotta Sock. Really a good idea. <laughs> but as you, you say, that, you leave that name go for a while. Let that let that marinate. How did I do with it, by the way? How did I do? <laughs> not bad, not bad. I, I would say you went a little bit uh, light on the first vowel. It's it's Cotta Sock. Cotta Sock. Okay, get right you into there. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. Heavy. Okay, I'll work <laughs> but, on it. Yeah, as you as you said, the the country needs baseball right now, and just me. I'm a I'm a, a diehard baseball fan. 
And as the weather started to get warmer, I'm like, it still doesn't feel like spring. I'm not watching spring training right now and seeing who's, who's lights out pitching right now, who's right. crushing home runs. I can't watch that, and it doesn't feel like spring yet, even though the weather's here. So now, once they announced it, I was super excited, and it feels like spring again. We have a question. Uh, um, would you mind asking Anthony what the mitt behind him is about? There's a mitt above your head, Anthony Recker. What is that mitt all about? Uh, it's just one of my mitts from when I played. That's uh, nice. Mizuno. This is what kind of what I went to late in my career. Um, went to Mizuno and and loved it. Good glove, and you know what? It makes a little bit of a a, a fun decoration. Yeah, exactly. definitely good used, talking point. This is probably from I don't know seventeen or eighteen. I don't even know what year it's from. I, I have a, a few of them downstairs, and I try to keep some of this stuff you know around for my kids and everything. So. Yeah. Um, you know, one day they're going to be curious. They're going to want to know about it. My oldest is seven. Uh, he's actually about to start tomorrow's his first practice. So That's, very excited. How they're exciting their, is that for their, you? Yeah. Their league. Going, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, so awesome. Exactly. Um, he's played T-ball before. This is going to be his first time, uh, you know, playing, you know, with the big boys, but with a pitcher and everything. So it's yeah. going to be really fun, really excited. My five-year-old, he's going to be doing T-ball too. He starts a little bit later, but uh, just so excited for all that. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a seven-year-old girl, and I'm trying to get her into softball because I just want to play ball. I, yeah. I can't get her into it for the life of me. I, I want to like, just uh, I want to cover a couple of similarities that you have with my co-host, Mike Keegan. A couple of things. Um, Anthony, you were born on August 29th, 1983. Mike was born on August 27th, 1983. So okay. two days apart. You guys are two days apart, and honestly, yeah. if you close your eyes, you guys are separated at birth. It's um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tough yeah. to tell a difference. Um, so that so that is something that I wanted to make sure we cover with you. Um, you were a professional baseball catcher, obviously, major league catcher, and um, Mike played Engelberg in the Bad News Bears. That, that wasn't me, Mark. That no, was, that I thought you you always tell me that. <laughs> that no. wasn't me. That was that, that. Why do we have to hurt Mark? No, because you told me that all these years. You were lying. Okay. No, but um, I did play a high level. Uh, I did. I was a catcher when I played ball, and yeah. We both played high level. I, I, everyone knows I was in the selected for the 1995 Little League All Star Game for the East Meadow Little League. Oh wow! I there never knew go. that. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Elite <laughs> levels of <laughs> both brutally handsome. We're the same well, guy. Uh, yeah. So now that you did that, I was one of the first to break the religion barrier. I was one of the first Jewish players on the St. Mary Supersonics back in 1980 uh, when I was nine years old. So I was the first that. to break the um, the religion barrier back almost 40 years ago. And you struck. Uh, Fear in the eyes of pitchers because when you're less than five feet, you have no strike zone. I was two and a half feet tall. They thought yeah. I, they called me Eddie Goodell back then. <laughs> were you? Were, did you? Were, did you have a tryout for Team Israel when they had the World Baseball <laughs> yeah. Classic? That's years right. Ago, That's right. That's exactly right. Was, I just I yet. just brought two dozen bagels. They said you're on. It's okay. <laughs> you're on. Um, so going, let's talk a little bit about, um, so Catasauqua, Mike, that's Catasauqua, what it is, yeah. Catasauqua. Um, so you, you grew up in a, you were born in Allentown, okay, right? Is that correct? Uh, I was born in, I was, yeah, I, I guess, I was technically born in, in uh, lived my whole life in Catasauqua. Okay. Born in Allentown, you know, mm. it's, it's, so, all, it's yeah. on the East Coast, everything's so close. Yeah, it it's all exactly. The same so all the same Mike and I did a little research and we, we found some other um, famous uh, celebrities that hailed from Catasauqua. We wanted to test you to see if you have any familiarity at all with these people, okay? Oh, no. So if I, yeah. if I threw you the name Buck Freeman, who would you think Buck Freeman is? Do you know who Buck Freeman is? I have no idea who Buck Freeman is. So no, Buck not, not even a little bit. He, Buck Freeman played Major League Baseball 
for a team called the Boston Bean Eaters back in the 1900s. Okay. Would you oh, know heard, that, Mike? I've heard of not, the name oh, of that team. Know. I have heard of that team before. Yeah, so. I've heard of the team, never heard of books. I got that. <laughs> Here's a good one, which Mike and I both talked about, we know. Do you ever hear of Pat Kelly, former infielder oh, yes. of... Is oh, he, yes. Is he, he well-known in the category? celebrity when yeah. I was a kid growing up. I oh. mean, this guy was uh, the name you heard... Uh, you know, playing Little League Baseball in Catasauqua. That's that's all anybody talked about. I had a uh, one of my coaches, and he was a long, long time coach in Little yeah. League. His name is Rudy Mayo. They actually, we named the field after him. Um, oh, wow. I wrote a speech the, na- the day they did it, um, everything. He, he, was, uh, he came out to see me a couple times when I was in pro ball. Uh, last time awesome. actually was in Philadelphia, but great guy. Anyway, he used to just tell me stories about Pat Kelly. He had a whole basement. He's a big Yankee fan. Of course, Pat yeah. had played for the Yankees at one point, yep. and he had his cards all over the place. And I hadn't been down there since I was uh, since I was a kid, since I was in little league. Um, you know, we we'd go to his house sometimes after practice because it was right next door. He'd yeah. always bring like a big bucket of bubble gum. That was his thing. Oh, double bubble bubble gum. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, so awesome! But yeah, I mean, we we talked about Pat Kelly nonstop. Uh, love love uh, hearing stories about him. I think he's actually last I heard. I don't know. Last I heard, I think he was in Australia doing some some scouting over there. Really? And just kind of living it up. Yeah. Well, we have That's a little cool. surprise for you. Pat Kelly, come on <laughs> in. No, no. He's not here. But, but we figured he was like a hometown hero because he was a well. Like oh, I'm yeah. from East Meadow. Uh, Long Island. We had Frank Viola. He was from my town. That's right. And that's all my baseball coaches. Sweet music. Yeah. yeah. Some of my coaches. I know coach Frank. Frank Viola. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, he's an analyst also. Right? Now this one. Triple A. Triple A pitching coach. Yeah. When I was when I was in the organization. Awesome oh, that's, guy. That's awesome. I met him a few times. We're from the same town. Very nice guy. I'm hoping that one of you two can nail this. Do you guys know who Bert Kaczynski is? You ever hear of Bert Kaczynski? Bert Kaczynski. Get a load of this. Former Philadelphia A, as well as Detroit Lion and Philadelphia Eagle. So this is a two-port, okay. two, two-sport superstar, Bert Kaczynski from Catasauqua. Okay, so really? this one I'm a little disappointed in you that you didn't know, but now stick that one in your pocket for next time. Okay. Clearly, if he was playing for the Philadelphia A's, he he was in Catasauqua a long oh, time. Yeah, he was the uh, <laughs> he was the Bo Jackson of uh, <laughs> the. Uh, of, uh, and and according 1920s. according to um, Wikipedia, Anthony Recker guest on the Hershey and Keith show. It said go. today exactly, which they is up, pretty they amazing. The I wonder. For... I wonder did. Do you... <laughs> I wonder who could have put that on there. I don't, I don't <laughs> Listen, I have we have nothing to do with with Wikipedia whatsoever. Um, I don't know. You know. Wait, funny story. I got I got to say this real quick because yeah. it was only up for a little while, but somebody brought it to my attention. I had one big league ejection. I think you guys will appreciate this. Yeah. yeah. It was Angel Hernandez behind the plate. Yeah. Oh boy. And somebody brought to my attention that his Wikipedia page for, I don't know how long it was, for like a week, maybe a month, I don't, I don't know how long it was. I yeah. checked it one time. Yeah. Said that he was born, you know, whenever he was born, and then died on that day because <laughs> I got so mad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, we gotta find That's that amazing. <laughs> That's oh, you phenomenal. Fit, I, mean, I don't know if you can anymore. I guess, you, you fit know, right in with it. Yeah. I don't know how you find it, but <laughs> it is hilarious. I, I wish I had taken a picture of it or a screenshot. Because I was, I was, I was dying laughing. He's that the nicest is... guy in the world, but <laughs> yeah. terrible strike zone. He's terrible just retired strike. this year, right? Is he? 
I know that they've been that asking him to retire, retire players. Oh, okay, Joe West retired. Okay. But Angel yeah. Hernandez has been an extremely controversial umpire yeah. for years and years. With yeah. uh, his zone is seemingly out of control. I mean, as a catcher, how did you feel his zone was for, uh, uh, compared to when you were a hitter versus a catcher? What did you find as uh, for from Angel oh. Hernandez? Oh, you would get. I mean, it was almost comedic at times because yeah. you're behind the plate and he'd call a pitch and I'm just thinking, oh, man, this is making me look good for my framing numbers right now. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, I can remember one specific time Matt Kemp was was hitting. We were at home. Dodgers were in town. Uh, this is, I was with the Mets at the time. And uh, Matt Kemp, he's got that really or he had that really like kind of inward stance, shoulder kind of really yep. out over the plate. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we I, I like to try to pump him in as much as I could you know, just to get him off stuff away. Yeah. And so we pumped one in and sure enough, Angel, Angel called it. And <laughs> Matt, I mean, he about wow. lost it. He was oh just, God. just, and he, he didn't look at him. He, he, you know, he was respectful in that, but he was using words I can't use. And he was telling him like, just try, just try Angel. That's all I want you to do is try. It was, it was unbelievable. So as a catcher, you, you, you hear these and, and you see this interaction and you're just laughing, but then you get up to the plate and he does it to you and it's not so funny anymore. Not so funny. You get pissed off. <laughs> exactly. So yep. touching a love-hate relationship. Uh, on your career for a second, so we know you, you obviously you played with Oakland, Chicago, Mets for you know, a backup catcher, but if I was to say to you, Mike, uh, 557 at bats in a season, 18 homers, 70 ribbies. You'd say that's a pretty damn good season for a good defensive catcher, Absolutely. and that's what your stats were over your career. So, yes, it was your career, but let's just say put that into a season. That's a nice little portfolio there. Absolutely. Selling, you're selling me right now. You could have been my agent. Where were you? <laughs> yeah. You could have sold me to some teams. I could have been a starter. Yeah, right? Where was Mark Hirschman, you know? So I, I'm a Yankee fan, but, I, you know, being that I grew up not far from Flushing, I went to a lot of Met games as a kid, and I always root for the Mets when they're not playing against the uh, the Yankees. And you definitely had that, that pop where you would come up, and next thing you know, there's one seven rows back in left field. You definitely had that. You could crank it out. So um, I was disappointed when he left. Uh, definitely a clutch hitter. And like like Mark also, I went to more Met games growing up than Yankee games because it there was yeah. so much easier to get to. It's more fan friendly. My grandfather was a diehard Mets fan. Yeah. So I was a Met fan until I was about ten years old. Like even on my little league baseball card that they give you on the back, it says my favorite teams in Mets. My favorite player was Kevin, yeah. Kevin McReynolds. Oh, you, you didn't tell me that ever. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, but until right. I was about ten, I was a Mets. We're going to talk after the show. <laughs> okay, I didn't know anything about that. Um, speaking of the Mets, and I, and Mike and I haven't even talked about this this week, but um, the whole Pete Alonso thing horrifically scary what kind of feedback have you been getting i mean i don't know your relationship with pete or some of the guys in the team now but you must have heard about that and been pretty alarmed i'm assuming yeah i mean it's it's obviously very scary uh you know when you hear something like that happen um uh, unfortunately it doesn't surprise me in that area down there near their spring training there's uh you know a few roads that are uh four or six lanes wide 45 mile an hour speed limits and then lights and you know you never know what's what's going on down there we all know there's um there's areas of the country where the drivers are, are better than others and not so you know good in other areas i would say we live in an area that's um not a lot of great drivers out there new jersey new york uh, it could be a little dicey sometimes but yeah i mean anytime you hear something like that you know if it's your teammate or or even anybody else in the game 
uh, it's concerning. I'm just glad that yeah, I saw the video. I don't know if you guys saw the video. Yeah. Um, his wife you know, posted sure on Instagram. Is, yeah. Is that what it was? I, yeah. I, I just, I know I saw the video. It was crazy. I mean, it, it was on the side, you know, on its side, the, uh, he did kick the window out apparently cause that was yeah. out. Um, you could see the damage. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, just really happy for him. Uh, you know, for, for his, his wife, his, his family, uh, yeah. and of course, you know, and then you can move on there from to the team, fans, everybody. Yeah, thank God uh, for him, especially. Okay. The, yeah, especially yeah. the team this year. I mean, this year the Mets are one of the better teams in baseball on paper. Yeah, it's starting pitching, and you know, you need you need your clutch guys. The, like the, that. the first thing I thought of when I heard about it, because you know the Mets aren't always um, that lucky. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So they the the lockout's over. They have a billionaire owner. They have yeah. Max Scherzer, Jacob Degrom. They have yeah. Chris Bassett. All good stuff, yeah. and then. Their best young player is rolling over in an SUV in a it's car in Florida. So. I'm thinking that would be a typical Met, God forbid, situation. Yeah. So thank God they dodged that bullet, and Pete looks like he's going to be fine, and, and the Mets are going to be off and running pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and hopefully a little Subway Series again. Yeah, yeah. This this must be an exciting year for you to be an analyst, too, because the, the good things look like they're going to be happening for the Mets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, New York, uh, uh, the Mets is, in particular, just what this ownership group has done um, now with the front office that they've they've recently hired has been able to do this offseason. Um, I don't think it gets more exciting than this. You're seeing them spend money. You're seeing them yeah. make trades, trades that realistically, um, you know, I don't want to say we're off the table, but, uh, you know, when we first heard from this regime last year when Sandy was, you know, kind of in charge, it was more or less we're going to spend, not necessarily, you know, make a whole bunch of trades. Uh, they didn't give up a ton in this trade. Obviously, two young pitchers who you never know could be promising. Uh, JT Ginn certainly is, uh, you know, that as far as a prospect. But uh, it does look like, you know, getting a guy like Chris Bassett is huge. And it's, mm. it's fortunate, you know, for this rotation because it lengthens it. And they were really missing that. They needed a, a, at least one more guy in there who could come in and, and give you innings. And, and realistically, what he does to me, um, you know, he, he kind of almost replaces Stroman. He's got that. I'm going to attack you. You can put the ball in play. I'm going to get some ground balls, maybe some fly balls, um, mixes it up with a ton of pitches. He's got six different pitches if you consider the three fastballs. Sure. Uh, you know, three separate pitches. So a uh, lot of stuff. And, and I think that when you look at this team from top to bottom, I think they could still use maybe a bullpen piece or two. But outside of that, they are looking pretty darn good. They have some yeah. versatility, some defensive ability. And, of course, they can hit that lineup. Um, I think will be a lot better. you got to expect improvements from – from guys like Francisco Lindor, James McCann, uh, and then some of the other guys like Jeff McNeil. McNeil Smith, needs to step know. up again. Yeah, he'll be you back. You expect them to play yeah. better for sure. For sure. So uh, I think this team is is definitely on the on the rise. And then you can talk about the Yankees too. Being being in this town and getting to talk about the Yankees mm -hmm. too is is not a bad thing. They're always competitive. I think they certainly need to make a few more moves. But um, yeah. you know, I, need... I, I like the fact that they have brought in um, you know a, a shortstop now finally yeah he's and, great and i like the donaldson i, I like that yeah he's got to do some do some stuff with the pitching so my, my thing about the yankees i don't know how mike feels about it and, and anthony you can certainly chime in as well but you know I, i've been a yankee fan since 1977 since i was six years old um the fact that cashman's been the gm of this team how since old yeah i'm about that age um Jeez. cashman's been the GM, gm of this team since 1990 uh i guess it was seven right after uh, bob watson retired we're not going to really give him credit for the the championships of 96 98 99 2000 let's just say 2009 was his championship but you have 20 years since the yankees uh you know have won one world series 
with this Cashman regime and, you know, from the minute they went ahead and they signed, you know, they traded for Stanton, I thought they were kind of, they were blocking up that DH spot. They were getting a little bit um, older, you know, as far as contracts wise, they were kind of clogging themselves up like that. So I'm not in love with the deal. I don't love moving Urshela. Donaldson's hurt a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I think we need to see if this is going to work, but I, I'm not in love with it. I can tell you that much. Yeah. No, I understand it. And you're, you're, thoughts on Stanton and and kind of what that contract has meant for uh, the front office are, are valid. But I would say this, I mean, Cashman, he works within the framework of what he's given. So, you know, when these front offices and, you know, maybe you guys know this, but when these front offices talk to uh, their ownership, they basically get a budget. They're given, you know, this is what you have. This is what you can go do. This is what we're allowing. Um, if they want to try to go over it, they can obviously go to, you know, the, the ownership and, and see if they can get more money, see what else they can do. But they're constrained. And and right now, because of that, tr that trade and because of the way uh, the Steinbrenner family is treating that luxury tax which we know so much about now right um <laughs> we we you know unfortunately they're, they're treating it almost like a cap you know like a, like a hard cap and it's 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 tough because the yankees bring in more money than any team in, in this game and yeah. it's not even close yeah. i mean it is insanely um lopsided uh so you would expect them to be willing to go over it even within the the confines of normal business you know and talking about a bottom line you think they should be able to handle it right uh, for whatever reason they just they treat it like a hard cap and unfortunately i think at times it's made cashman look like the bad guy like he hasn't done enough yeah. um i do agree the stanton trade when it happened i was thinking no same but same you know exactly. it's it's you make a decision on a guy who's young at the time seems athletic stayed healthy hit a ton of home runs i get it um, I, I still didn't love it. I, I thought he had too many holes as a hitter to give him, you know, 300 million, even as a, you know, for the Marlins, but then for the Yankees to take that on, I just didn't like it. But, uh, at the same time, look, he, he's, he's producing on some level. They should be able to spend more. Um, if he's given that opportunity, this team can get there, but right now they've got a shell and they just don't have enough pieces inside that shell to fill it and make it a World Series team. And I felt that for several years now gonna... um, since I've been doing this this analyst job. I've never felt like they had enough. And I think this year, as at least as we speak right now, they're probably in their worst shape that they've yeah, been in. in the I last, totally agree. You know, two I couldn't agree more. So. That's... They have a fantasy baseball team every year, and that's what disturbs me. Is that the back the '90s teams, early you know the, the early 2000s, they had a winning formula, they had the chemistry. But you can't just build a team like you're putting a fantasy baseball team together. You have to have the right parts. Urshela was a winning part. We used to say that all the time. Yeah. To I move him, Urshela. you know, it's a problem for me. So yeah. we'll we'll see. You know, we a, uh, you know anything can happen. A million strikeouts again. It's going to be the third place team again. Yeah, um, you're exactly right. That's why you're you're where you are. Where <laughs> right, we, we are. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, hey, I, I am. I am actually. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I know Josh really well. Uh, yeah, he, we we came up together a little bit. He got traded to Oakland, um, and we came up together a little bit. We we had our moments because he was a catcher, I was a catcher, and mm -hmm. um, I came up in a way where I was kind of more along the lines of, okay, we're competing against each other, but we're also just competing for a job in the big leagues it doesn't matter if it's with the a's or whoever it's with yeah um you know but he he had a little bit more of a, a chip on his shoulder and wanted to you know kind of get that leg up and and be the guy in oakland if you will but at the same time he brings um a different level of energy that sometimes a clubhouse can get stale 
Even sure. if you have guys who are like Urshela. I love Urshela. I've actually played with him, too, in yeah. Cleveland a little bit. Sure. And he's yeah. a fantastic guy. Love yeah. him. We love he him. He jokes around. He keeps mm-hmm. it light. He's fun. But Josh has a different, you know, attitude. Um, and it's similar to Cole, but it's more, it's way more outspoken, right? He's louder. Cole is, seems yeah. to be more of that introvert, um, really focused, high energy, but knows how to use it. Josh is high energy, but you see it. And I think that could, that could help. It could rub guys the wrong way. But at times, mm-hmm. you might need that. You need it. You need it. He need, so. You know, that's all fine and good. But if he's hurt on the bench, it, no one cares that's, what his personality is. And that's what we're that's concerned about. Um, he's had a lot of problems. So we'll see what happens. I, I definitely want to leave some time. I want you to talk about your podcast. And I know Mike had something that he wanted to bring up. But before that, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Alvernia University. Um, I know you're an alum of Alvernia. And one of my best friends, an East Meadow guy, Mike Champy, yeah. his son is the starting goaltender for the conference winning uh, Alvernia hockey team right now um, so, cool. so so cool. you know actually my friend uh, he was wasn't my roommate he was uh, really good friends with my uh, or he was my really good friends roommate Steve Rowe was okay. the one who started that entire program oh wow Alvernia University that hockey program that happened while I was there my freshman year was their first year I practiced with the team because they were just an intramural team and I just went out on the ice and that's amazing had a great time it was fun. well awesome. so so my buddy James Champy and the Alvernia uh University hockey team just won their conference and they had a great season so cool. and uh, I awesome. did not know that you were an alum until my buddy Mike Champy had texted me saying hey I see you have Anthony Recker coming on please give a shout out to Alvernia and he'll get a kick out of it so way to go Alvernia University university um before we we uh let anthony touch on his podcast because that's important i know you had something that you wanted to talk about as well that's equally important well first i saw that you grew up an, an a's fan you were drafted by the a's i mean that's the dream right is that the coolest thing is that true yeah it's, yeah what was it's, that feeling it was Just, surreal right? yeah getting drafted I by mean, the team uh, you grew up loving amazing yeah, I, it was it was really cool because i you know pre-draft being from Alvernia University, Division three school, I had no idea I was going to get drafted. I had no yeah. idea if I would, where I would go, anything. Uh, you know, I had talked to a, a handful of teams. And when I say handful, I literally mean about five, maybe. Um, Phillies, Blue Jays, Reds, maybe I th- White Sox, I think. I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I don't even yeah. remember. But um, and, and these were, you know, I had a couple tryout kind of things or audition, whatever you want to call them. You show up at a field, you hit up a few balls. Um, we, I did go to, to Citizens Bank Park. We did one there. Um, I drove, I, I took a bus, I'm sorry, up to Toronto. And we did one on like a Juco field that yeah. was kind of close to their facility, but yeah. not. Uh, yeah. It was weird. Um, <laughs> I did one for the Reds at a, a Juco, I think, in New Jersey. Um, yeah. So just random, you know, like kind of tryout type things. And, and talk to some people, but I had never heard from the A's. Not one word, didn't even know they knew who I was. Yeah, right. And, and sure enough, at the time I got drafted, I was actually at like a, um, I guess you'd call it a beer league baseball game. I mean, summer league, like men's league, uh, you know, anybody could join, didn't matter. You didn't have to be anybody. I mean, there were some college kids in it, but it was also some some older guys up to like 40, 45 years old. I was, you know, I, I didn't play any prospect leagues. I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty crazy. I was playing in a game and it was the first day of the draft. I was having my my college graduation party the next day. 
thinking if I get drafted, it'll be the second day. This will be fun. There were only two, yeah. two days of the draft back then. Wow. Um, but of course I got drafted. I was like one of the last picks on the first day, which was so cool. Yeah, unbelievable. Round, and my dad was blowing up my cell phone. That's awesome. Um, but it was in my catcher's bag. I oh, finished man. the game and yeah. then I found out it was, it was nuts. It was dream. And then for it to so be the A's was just like over the top. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Phenomenal. That's awesome. And your next question, Michael. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark and I were going back. So, yeah, so, we, so this is something that uh, Mike and I, um, th- we started this endeavor a couple of months ago where um, we're both stand-up comics on Long Island, and, and uh, this is something that we've talked about for years. And um, we're really we're serious about it. We're working really hard. Um, we're obviously extremely honored that you decided to come on, and we have some other, some real um, nice high-profile guests coming up. So when Mike texted me yesterday about the subject he wanted to ask you, I'm like, oh, my God, just make it at the end of the podcast in case the guy decides to I hang up I on us. I this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll go ahead, because um, you seem like a super nice guy. I've always thought from watching you from afar, but now I feel comfortable enough to let this idiot go ahead and ask what he wants to ask. So hit, the, hit it, Keegan. During my research, I saw that there was a, yep. a Facebook group dedicated yep. to, your, to your butt, Anthony Wrecker's butt. Yeah. There's about twelve. I saw where this was going. I knew. Yeah. It's okay. I, I so, didn't so hack. I, see, we were just thinking. I'm like, was he aware of it? I'm like, there's like twelve hundred people in this group. I'm like, I'm aware of the group about my butt. So of course he's aware thought, about his. I thought it was. Thought it was the coolest Unfortunately, thing. Unfortunately, I, mean, I am. It's it's yeah. been brought to my attention by for, former teammates, by <laughs> friends I meet, business people. You name it, it happens. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's hey. it's been brought to my attention. I I attempt my best never to like you know notice it or give yeah. it attention because yeah. it's not 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 really what i want to be known for. no exactly no. i mean you know, none, sure none of us do though. buddy none of us do you know well i'll this say this is a staunch record of masculinity they they ain't wrong they ain't wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, but, it's interesting because i spent I um i, <laughs> no, I spent you. only like five or six hours looking at some <laughs> of the pictures and uh <laughs> i have to tell you though like they whoever was taking these photos spent a lot of time on this yeah, because yeah. there's thousands of them. Yeah. There's a lot of these photos, so someone really needs a hobby. Yeah. But um, so we will not end off with that part of yeah, the pun. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your podcast, when it's starting, what platform it's going to be on, and, and what your your dreams and vision for that are. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's funny. Um, I was working on some stuff for actually earlier today. Uh, even right before we came on here, I was doing some stuff on the computer after I put the kids down. But um, it's it's interesting because, you know, originally I, I had been thinking podcast. I had been going that route. And yeah. just today, as I was putting stuff together, um, you know, and I started the video and everything and, and, and doing the audio, I, I kind of took a left turn where I decided, okay, what if, you know, for the last several years, I've been working as an analyst and my entire career, I was a catcher. I'm involved in the game planning and what goes into, you know, kind of behind the scenes, behind the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've seen what, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys follow football, but a lot. Uh, what Dan Orlovsky yeah. doing at ESPN. Love him. Yep. His insight is great. Right? Deep, I mean, him real and Ryan deep. Clark both. Yeah. Um, the way they can, you know, take what's going on in the field uh, show it to you visually, which is hard to do with baseball because, you know, you're not allowed to use any MLB video unless you're licensed. Right. But anyway, um, you know, the way he's able to kind of relay that to fans and kind of explain exactly what's going on, but in terms that we can comprehend and even teach us some terminology, which sure. is really cool. Um, I'm, I almost took that direction today. I just It just happened organically. Like I just started working on this and 
and mm -hmm. I was going to talk about a bunch of trades, a bunch of transactions, all this stuff that was going on in baseball. And I decided that's not me. I, I'm not really just going to give you an overlay of what's going on. And then my opinion, I'm more of a down in the, in the numbers and the weeds and looking at video and breaking things down. That's what I've done my whole life. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of starting to transition already. I, I don't even know what it's going to be. Um, it is going to be called catcher's interference. As you can see there, awesome. I got like the little, little logo or something. Yeah. We're working on it. We're I working it. on it, but, um, you know, there's it's, a huge it's market for that. Yeah. I, I hope so. It's yeah. going to be something that evolves as, as time goes and, and I'm going to see where it goes, but and hopefully eventually it's going to be, um, you know, I'm going to have a YouTube channel, uh, start that way, see where it goes and, and then have, you know, just putting stuff out on social media, whether it's Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. I have an Instagram, I have a, I have a, a, a Twitter, sorry, I can't think right now. Yeah. And then there's TikTok. I haven't gotten on there yet, but I think I'm going to go that route, especially if yeah. I'm going to be doing some video. So sure. try to get it in, you know, in front of as many eyes as possible, see where it goes. And, yeah. and hopefully uh, it takes off into something else. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. You should bring we'll your podcast here to Gov's Radio. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and yeah, we're happy to plug it on our on our social media pages and everything. So, I Anthony, we, we are um, extremely appreciative of this opportunity today. Mike and I um, have been kind of uh, a little jittery all week, but uh, but uh, we feel like this went uh, comfortably well. I hope you yeah. we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you're welcome on any time. And uh, again, it, it you know all, all kidding aside, it meant a lot to us that you spent some time with us. And um, Anytime. you know, we wish you a lot of luck, and we'll be watching you on SNY. Yeah, and uh, good luck behind the mic, and good luck to the Mets. And uh, it's going to be a great season. That we're absolutely, gonna, that we're going to have 162 games of. That's amazing. Absolutely, isn't that great? Yeah, isn't yeah. that great? It is. It's fun. I'm excited, and thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Um, you know, appreciate you guys having me on. This is fun. This was this was a really good. good. I'm we're glad you liked it, Look and uh, it we'll talk soon. Thanks, pal. Take care. Thanks so much. We'll have Sounds a joint birthday party this year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Of course. So long now. All right, and that was fun. That was, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Anthony Recker, former catcher for the that New York great. Mets, that current analyst for SNY. So check him out. Uh, check out his podcast. What a, what a super down to earth guy. I mean, Very this nice is a guy, guy. who hit. Um, you know, sometimes I'm on some baseball pages, and some of the some of the people on the page with me will be like, "Ah, that guy only has four home runs." I'm like, "Can can you imagine? You know, like being on the baseball diamond of a professional game, mm -hmm. one day of your life that you're playing. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what that and would he was known like? for being coming through in clutch situations? And yeah, and um, and now he's he's a great analyst. He's great on. The, he's know, terrific. He called the uh, the David Wright finale, the the final right? David Wright in. Uh, no, he he's terrific. He's easy on the eyes, um, and uh, you know that was that was really exciting. So again, thanks to uh, to Kleiman um, for 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 hooking that up, and um, we do have some some more guests coming up that we think you guys will like. And um, you know, one thing that I, I didn't even tell you about, but I had um, the other day, my neighbor, my friend Sue, had um, had asked me a question, and it actually it made me think. Um, and I'm curious to know um, your opinion on it. But she had said to me, "Well, wh what's this? What's this podcast gonna? What's it gonna be? Is it gonna be comedy, or is it gonna be sports, or is it gonna be you know like uh, interviews?" And you know, I stopped and I, and I thought a little bit about it. Um, and because the truth is, this this podcast is really morphing as we go yeah. so you know how we envisioned it from the start to where we are now a few weeks in to where we're going to be in a month yeah. maybe different when we first spoke about doing the podcast we said that we are perfect together because we have a lot of similar interests mm -hmm. sports 
gambling, mm-hmm. entertainment, we're comedians, so it's going to be a little bit of everything, but I, I do like focusing on sports a little bit, because yeah. you, know, you add a little humor to sports and make it, a, you know. You know the, the way I answered her when I saw her and we were talking about it, um, I, I think the, the product that we want to bring to our listeners, and hopefully they will grow in numbers, um, we want people to have a connection with us. To mm-hmm. me, you, to Sally, where they want to hear yeah. what we have to say yeah. one hour a week for you know to yeah. talk about whatever. So I don't think we want to be pigeonholed, pigeonholed as a sports show or a comedy show or a guest show. Yeah. I I think we want to bring something relevant mm-hmm. to that, um, so people want to hear it regardless of what we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. were there some people um, listening tonight who wanted to hear one hour's worth of bleeding toe stories? Maybe. Probably there were, but you know what? But you got a bleeding toe story. You got it. And are there people that have never watched a second of baseball in their life? I'm sure they still enjoyed that. Right. He was great. He was great. He was personable. Uh, it was interesting conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we're going we're gonna to bring it all to you, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think bring it all, but again, I think it's going to be or uh, what's that word? The organic? organic is that what people yeah. use a lot? Like Orgas- uh, I think uh, that too, actually. Uh, but I, I think this is going to, uh, you know, things are going to change organically, and from week to week, um, maybe we'll have a, a baseball player on. Uh, we have a, a couple of radio personalities coming up, but yep. we're going to have a TV personality from. Um, from SNY, uh, from uh, Yes Network. I don't even know if I even told you about that. No. But th- the bottom line is, it, and Mike has a couple of. There's couple one of guy. Guys, I have a couple of entertainment guys. Yeah, I'm going to be bringing in some com- uh, comedians, actors, and you know, blockbuster movies. And yeah, I'm going to uh, the, the blockbuster movies, like the place you go rent from. Yeah, he was the yeah. four, he was the last employee of Blockbuster. Oh, he, uh, he had he gave the last card out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that's going to be a good story. But yeah, we have exciting, like next week. Like next week is going to be great, right, Mark? Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, so we'll talk about next week, Sally. Let's talk about next week, <laughs> Sally. So we got, a, we got a, a, a text a couple of weeks ago from Silly Sally that uh, tomorrow is like her, I don't know, her third nephew's uh, chorus concert or some shit. <laughs> well, Silly, can you tell us why we can't have a show next week, Silly? My my son is uh, playing orchestra or violin in his orchestra. So right, he's so in yeah. high school. Last <laughs> year he's in orchestra. Uh, exactly. Last concert. All right. So we'll just broadcast live from there. And he yeah. plays nerdy first <laughs> violin. <laughs> nice. So so this is a team. We all we are a team. No, it's yeah, uh, so we, uh, we will not be here next week. We're gonna play a replay. We're gonna put a couple of our episodes up for a replay. Yeah. So you guys can catch up. So you know the, the Hershey and the Keegs team. Silly Sally's part of us. Yeah. And besides that, we wouldn't be able to get into the studio or know what to do without yeah, her. She always <laughs> open, I have the keys. Yeah, she opens the door for us. She opens the doors. Um, someone always has to walk me in because it's dark in the back there. <laughs> and I and I hate that. Um, yeah. I always say to Sally, I'm like, you, are you bothered? She's like, I don't care. I'll, I walk it, in by myself. You're the first person that's ever bothered me. I'm always calling. I'm like, is anyone <laughs> back there yet? Because I don't want to walk in there myself. <laughs> I have to meet Mark in his car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's actually very funny. Um that I, I don't like going into dark, isolated places myself. And where I work, there is about a, a you know, like three buildings down, we have a very dark storage area, okay? Mm-hmm. And most people, when they have to go in and get a folder or a file, they just go in themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's known at, at work that when, mm-hmm. when Hirschman needs to go to the, 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 the storage <laughs> area, everyone's like, who's going with Mark? <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually like my, my colleague Dana. She's like, uh, oh, God, I'll go with him. Did something <laughs> happen to you? No, it's just, you know what it is? It's like Not, you open the door and like, there's like 
there's like birds that fly. I don't like birds. I don't like wild birds. And there's like birds that will fly out. And yeah, there's a lot of wildlife out of yeah. governors. There is. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of crows. There's yeah, raccoons. I can see. And you know what? And also, it's not like you just turn the lights on. You turn the light on, but you have to wait for them to power up. So there's like a hot 20 seconds where I'm just scared yeah. for my life no, I get it. in the dark. I get it. So, um, so usually Dana has to come and protect me. Um, <laughs> My friend John actually, he wanted me to go with him yesterday, and then he went with someone else. So that was uncomfortable, and and uh, as much as I love him, that ups- that hurt me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I don't like. So you're gonna just, uh, don't leave without old, me today. Big old, big old pussy. Don't no, don't 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 leave without <laughs> me. Um, so next week it's a dark day. We are returning on um, March 29th. Is the date? Yes. And our guest will be none other than um, Mr. Anthony DiDomenico. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, Anthony DiDomenico, Di who's yeah. a, a longtime comic on Long Island. Um, um, podcaster, well-known podcaster. A, a, a very successful podcaster, a, a close friend of mine. Um, he has, over the years, when he had... Not his current podcast, but when he had something called Organized Chaos, I was a frequent guest either in studio or over the phone. You were like phone. a stupid schmuck of Organized Chaos. I was a chaos, stupid yeah. schmuck kind of thing. And he gave me opportunity there, and we had some fun. Yeah. And um, there's a little, there's a good uh, dynamic between him and I where yeah. he shits on me and I take it and everyone laughs. <laughs> so there'll be some of that yeah. happening that week. So we're excited about Anthony coming on. On the uh, on the 29th, yep. but until then, we'll uh, we'll be coming up with bleeding toe stories and um, yeah. Carlos Gomez stories. Carlos Gomez and and uh, and stupid schmuck pig vomit yeah. climbing <laughs> will be uh, will be harassed. Your, your job people. in the next two weeks is to have your son invite Carlos Gomez over for a play date. Oh <laughs> my goodness gracious, that's definitely not happening. Uh, but climbing's out there hunting for us. Uh, we're doing our thing. Yeah. Silly Sally's going to play the trumpet or some shit like that. I don't even know what that story was. <laughs> We did, I did you listen to what she said? I don't no, even have a fucking no. clue. I don't listen to what Something I said. Something about a violin and a son or a nephew, I can give a shit. No, no, we love Silly Sally. No, we love Silly Sally. Yeah. We love Govs Radio. Yes. Uh, Knock em Dead Comedy on Govs Radio. Check that out. Love Check it. Out all the shows. Love it. Uh, good Times, Bad Times with Joey Petroni, who was... Uh, He's the guy that got us yes. the uh, Thank Anthony you, Joey Petroni, again for the record jerseys. These are actually game-used jerseys that, that Joey pulled <laughs> off of his back his, during the game. Andy Rickers' butt was right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this. Um, um, so Joey's going to come back in a few minutes to pick us up because he does not trust us with the jerseys. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'll just hang out outside for an hour and I'll come yeah, back. No, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck am I going to do with an Anthony record jersey? Yeah. You know, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, support Governor's Comedy Club. There's some great shows this weekend, uh, Friday night. Terry McNeely here in the Giggle Room. Oh, okay, Terry McNeely. Who else is with? Friends. Is that with the uh, Will Sharon? Yeah, with Will Sharon. Uh, it's their Irish comedy. Hugh Murray's hosting, I believe. And okay. our good friends Terry McNeely and Will Sharon are going to be on it. That's a show not to miss. I love that. I love that. Um, and. Uh, and and tell us what do you have any any gigs this weekend? Uh, no gigs this weekend. Okay, I, uh, but I'm, I'm not sorry. Doing I thing, but I will come. I'll be here watching Terry McNeely in the Giggle Room. Okay, and uh, hope come down. Grab maybe a you'll of sneak drinks. a little spot. Is that possible? I might, you know, I might weasel my way on the stage. <laughs> you might see me tell a few jokes. I love that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And uh, yeah, support Governor's Comedy Clubs. Great shows going on all the time. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank Please you for share. listening. Our content, please. We uh, need you to share. My Lord, this is, we're not charging you for this. Please share the thing. That's all we ask of you. God, we're begging. Thank you so much for listening. We had a blast. Thank you, Anthony Recker. Thank you, Silly Sally. 
Keegan, I love you. This was a love great you, show. And uh, don't do that again. And uh, we will see you in two weeks with Anthony DiDomenico. Signing off. Hey, now.